Hi, my name is Kristen Harrell-Lambides. I'm a licensed professional counselor based in New Jersey, and this is Out Is Through, Personal Experiences and Therapy Soundbites, where we'll be tackling and talking through our burning questions about our respective messy and magical lived human experiences from a therapeutic perspective, and hopefully gaining a little more clarity, freeing our minds from uncertainty and self-doubt as we grow and evolve together. So join me from the comfort of your preferred broadcast streaming service, and let's work our way out of challenges by talking them through and destigmatizing mental health struggles together. So something that I mentioned on my last episode that I did as the collab with my lovely friend Tara, we're at Tea Time with Tara, um, was the topic of people coming into therapy talking about their relationships and how 100% of clients at some point are going to do this. Like none of us are islands onto ourselves. We are impacted by the connections we have with other people. Um, I also hopped on her live recently, just kind of impromptu um, and have been talking about this in sessions with a few of my clients recently, um, the current dating landscape absolutely sucks. App life is terrible. Um, and we can just kind of acknowledge that because it just is. Um, so I wanted to talk today about how, like, yes, swipe culture is awful. Apps are terrible. But also, like, you can make them work for you, and I am living proof. And um, how you do this is through dating with intention, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, And for me, uh, putting this into practice, being intentional, being mindful about how I was engaging when I got back on the apps, when I was single, when I was dipping my toe back into the dating world in this hellish landscape that we have once again. Um, And for me, doing it that way was successful. Ended up meeting somebody with mutual physical attraction. We have similar senses of humor and worldviews. We have a very solid communication dynamic. Pretty great at conflict resolution. And, um, you know, for me at least... Um, it's been really, really helpful in healing in creating an environment of emotional safety in how he responds to my trauma triggers. So, um, that is my guest for today is my little find from the hellscape of Athland, Steve, my boyfriend. Say hi. Hey there. I'm glad to uh, hear that you, you worked your way to a successful story because that uh, definitely built up to uh, a little bit of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I, I, All of my disclaimering that I do. Yeah. Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the, uh, the dating app world has definitely been... Uh, at times uh, frustrating and infuriating, but uh, it has been definitely fulfilling. And uh, I am very happy to talk about this uh, with you and uh, to everyone because 
I think that uh, if you use the apps uh, to your advantage, uh, they are a tool and they are something that uh, is very helpful and it doesn't have to be as stressful as uh, it seems to be. It's not daunting. It's fun. Yeah. And interesting because you mentioned this morning and I told you I was going to ask you to share when we got on here um, that unbeknownst to me because you were very agreeable when I first broached this with you that you had first been a little bit hesitant to come on here with me and talk about this. So yeah, that was really because uh, of course this is the uh, sharing of my own experience uh, to the, uh, the great wide uh, unknown uh, universe that is the internet. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the same time, uh, after some reflection and uh, processing realized that this is actually fun because this is simple this is easy this is uh, how i met you uh, this is just us talking uh, and uh, sharing our stories and uh, i think actually a great topic uh, to talk about because uh, when we're talking about our relationship this is something that uh, is i think the cornerstone communication for a successful healthy relationship as a whole Okay. I, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea that there was any hesitation, whatever. And I, like, I said it and you're like, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. So, first things first, what do I mean when I say dating with intention? Uh, I did not, full disclosure, have a clear definition of it. So, I have cobbled one together from various sources from my internet research. Thank you, the internet. And um, my definition from the little Frankenstein's together version of those is it involves showing up with purpose and clarity and straightforwardness from the very first interaction with someone in a way that is thoughtful and considerate of that person. Uh, so I have this little list of what does that dating with intention approach look like and we did not really prepare this because I want you to engage with me kind of organically about this so we just have our little list that we're going to go off of here so first of all um clarifying values and relationship goals considering your long-term goals the kind of partner you're looking for non-negotiables and values you won't compromise on which non-negotiables is a word that if you are my client and you have talked to me about relationships and relationship issues at any point or like my friend who comes to me for relationship advice, you are sick of hearing me say the word non-negotiables. Um, so clarifying your values and relationship goals. So um, what, what was that like for you? Because I think honestly, as much as, and I've said this to you before, I think as, as much as I felt like I had it like that, you were probably even clearer and more intentional in the way that you showed up with me initially than I was. So talk to me about what that looked like for you when you got back on the apps. When I got on the dating app scene again, it was uh, with the express intention uh, to find people to interact with. Uh, I absolutely was looking uh, for someone to date, uh, but I was looking for whatever life uh, could bring to me. And I, I think that that was uh, one of the things that I always kept in my mind, 
that every single interaction that I had with someone wasn't necessarily going to end up uh, in a long-term relationship. It was uh, an interaction with another human that uh, allowed me to engage with them and just have fun. It was uh, something that uh, through my interactions with these people opened me up uh, to possibilities. And honestly, because I was on the apps uh, for a little while, it was a process. Yeah, you were, you were on, I think, for longer, you said, than I was before yeah. we connected. Yes, uh, and there was a lot of uh, introspective work uh, leading up to it because at 35 years of age, uh, it was something where I've dated others and I've had relationship success, uh, but obviously uh, I am not uh, with any of those other people and I have learned uh, from those experiences and through those experiences, I looked at myself uh, and I looked at who I was and going into dating I really just had to be honest with myself uh, with uh, who I was and what I was comfortable with uh, in a partner uh, and uh, in the f defining the difference uh, between uh, the person that could be a partner and a person that could be a friend mm -hmm. uh, and there are very different things because there's uh, aspects, uh, uh, per, uh, individuals, personalities uh, that, you know, I find enjoyable, but it may also just be uh, a personality trait that I find interesting uh, and I can tolerate. So tell me a little bit more about that, because this is actually new information for me, too. So I'm very curious. So I've learned that there's a uh, more than a fine line, uh, but it can appear blurry at times between someone that wants to be around you and enjoys uh, being with you for who you are and someone that uh, is taking advantage of uh, the person that you are. I am a, a person of service who enjoys uh, providing for my partner. Uh, I will cook, I will clean, uh, and I will be that dedicated person uh, within their life uh, to help pick up the slack when they need it. And uh, fix all the things that are like broken and think of like four additional things that might come in handy with the one thing that we asked for. Like he's, he's great for that. You're great for that. Well, thank like, you. Yes. Thank but, you. But yes, uh, I, I realized that I don't want to be with someone that is dependent on me. As good as that feels, it is exhausting, it is something that is not self-serving, uh, and it is something that uh, leaves nothing uh, for yourself at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, like, fuck that noise because you do not get emotionally fed in that exchange. Like, I, I've talked about this before, too, um, where, and I don't know if you ever necessarily would have described, and, you know, we're not going to name anybody by name, um, but that idea of dating projects versus people, that idea of like falling for someone's potential versus like just the person that's in front of you. And that person can absolutely be a good person who loves you with everything that they have. And you're still not ultimately going to get your needs met because there is that imbalance in the power dynamic almost. Like if you have your shit more together than they do. 
Yeah, and that was one of the things that really was a cornerstone to restarting dating because I did take off uh, a bit of time uh, for myself. Uh, and when I was truly happy with who I was as an independent individual, uh, and I realized that I was actually happy with who I am. Now, wasn't, uh, you know, there were rainbows uh, coming out of me uh, mm -hmm. at all times, but uh, I found satisfaction and I appreciated uh, who I was or am and what I can offer uh, to the rest of the world. And that's when I really started to just jump back into the dating world because I knew what I could offer. Uh, to someone uh, what uh, I could not uh, offer, what was not fair for me uh, to ask of others. Mm -hmm. So, so like, what would that be? And th then what would you say to, like, what you would have said were your non-negotiables? Like, what were your values that you wouldn't compromise on? And what were your things that you were like, okay, maybe I've asked this to people in the past and it wasn't fair to them? That was like three questions at once. I'm the worst. <laughs> Bad therapist. Not your therapist. That's good. Yeah. So the uh, the non-negotiables uh, are kind of, as I was saying before, uh, I want a, a partner. Uh, I want someone uh, that uh, can stand uh, for uh, up for themselves. Uh, they are independent. Uh, they can live their own lives. They don't need me. That they want me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something. As I was just saying, that's not fair for me to ask of uh, anyone, and it is not uh, fair for anyone to ask of me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think, as far as the uh, non-negotiables, it th honestly it doesn't matter uh, in this conversation uh, what is personally my non-starters uh it is not my red flags i think the uh, more important answer is uh what is just true to yourself mm -hmm. uh, yeah fair um and then what you said too about like want versus need like i wish i remember who the quote was and i'm not even going to stick my face in google right now to find out but like Immature love says, I love you because I need you. Mature love says, I need you because I love you. Like, kind of that energy. Um, yeah. I had something else I wanted to say, too, about that. Oh, yeah. Ani DeFranco, this quote I have. I'm going to do all the quotable quotes and song lyrics in this one. I can feel it because I already have some in the notes already. Um, in the end... Uh, me and the whole world, it comes down to just a few people. For me, it comes down to one, but nobody ever asked me if I thought I could be everything to someone. That, because it's like not a fair ask. It, it's, it's not because then, as you said, it leaves nothing for yourself. Yeah, like you don't get fed. It, it, it's not a fair ask, it's not a realistic ask. Like that idea of, you know, giving 100% or 50-50, or like I've seen this too. Um, like sometimes you have an off day, like sometimes your partner has an off day. Sometimes sharing the load looks like 80, 20 because you like need your person to like, lift you up a little bit more. Yeah. And that's one of the things that is hard for me and I'm always working on. It's the communicating what I need 
uh, in the uh, in the moment. Uh, sure, I may want things, but uh, the need versus want conversation mm -hmm. is one that uh, is actually very clear, as you had uh, said. I, I've dated uh, individuals that will use that word. Uh, they need. They need to have. They need to have. Uh, but it's not It's not fair. And I think that is something where you have to be uh, very selective, especially when you have a, a committed partner who is actively uh, concerned about you know, helping you and bettering your life. Uh, mm -hmm. Because for someone uh, such as myself uh, that is a person of service, uh, that uh, is kind of a trap uh, because it is something that uh, gets my ears up, uh, gets the hairs uh, standing on the back of my neck uh, because I want to help uh, my partner. Does it appear in people-pleasing, do you think? It definitely uh, is a component of that. And that's one of those things that I have definitely worked on uh, for my entire life. And sure, I want to make people happy, uh, but uh, that is where I have learned to draw the line uh, mm -hmm. for myself. You know, mm -hmm. it, when it is uh, detrimental to myself. Mm -hmm. um, so second one, because we should, we should hop over before we just spend the entire podcast talking about a single point, um, which another one that you really had boss level skills with, honestly, like from, from the gate, from first interaction before we ever even, I think, met up for the first time just communicating your intentions and expectations, being very clear, not second guessing yourself. And like for this too, like doing this, not getting in your head about that, like it's a brand new person. You don't know them from a can of paint. If you show up as your authentic self and they're not into it, you don't have to see each other again. And who gives a shit? Like you don't know that person. They don't know you. Like you're going to forget their fucking name in a month. Like it's fine. Really. Um, but I mean, like for you, like what you did well, just from the gate, I would say just, just very, very straightforward, very upfront, like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Have dinner with me if you're not busy. And then also kind of mentioning, you, like you had said, you know, when we joked about it, just, well, come have coffee. And if you don't like me, you know, like, then we don't have to go to dinner and, and it's fine. It's like, so wait. So... I come out, I have an awkward coffee date that I pay for. And then how does this work? How, like, how is this a win-win situation? It's like, this is, this is not a win-win situation. Cause I think you use those words. I'm like, no, no, I call bullshit on that. That's silly. We'll just go to dinner. Like, like we said. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, that may have uh, given me an out uh, to get a free cup of coffee. If you didn't like me. Um, no, you're like, you're a little cocky after. You're like, I knew you were going to like me. Um, <laughs> you did, you did. Uh, but and the other thing too, like at the end of like our marathon versus date, like we hung out for what, 11 hours? Yeah. Something like that. Like something crazy. Like just, just talking. Um, I'm a lady. Like I don't, I don't do anything on a first date. Yeah, like I, I kiss. And so, and, and then like I, I said this to you earlier too, when we were kind of prepping, just kind of like grabbing me by the shoulders, like we were like kissing a night, grab me by the shoulders. And you're like, I want to see you again, like very clear, very intentional. Like there is no guesswork with you, which I really appreciate. There's no, like the conversations that I end up having with my friends, with my clients a lot of the time. It's not in the notes, I'm going off book. Um, <laughs> I said this to you earlier though too, of 
you know, it's, oh, what, what did he mean like that? How would you take this? Like, what do you think this was? Like, like what you say to me is what you mean, which, you know, like for me, for, you know, becoming, and this needs to be its own episode because I will just like go off on a whole tangent if I delve too deep into this now, but learning how to become more securely attached, learning how to feel more emotionally safe in a partnership with somebody because of that, because of that consistency, because of that security that you're providing with that. Yeah. So when we, when we first uh, went out, uh, the, uh, prior to our first uh, meetup, one of the, uh, I think, uh, most important conversations I had uh, was a reminder uh, from my... Uh, I will not call her uh, grandma, <laughs> but uh, my friend Arida, uh, who's adopted me and she's taught me a lot uh, about uh, the world and uh, relationships, was uh, as we're talking about expectations, uh, it's unfair uh, to have expectations uh, for yourself uh, and for uh, whoever you're meeting up uh, with. Uh, dating is supposed to be fun. Uh, and as I said before, you don't know what is going to uh, happen. Uh, mm -hmm. This uh, could be someone that uh, you uh, do not enjoy the company of, uh, that you become best friends with, uh, that uh, you, you know, become mm -hmm. a partner you know, for, you marry, whatever it is. Uh, you don't know. And you should never have the expectations uh, right off the bat. Uh, yeah. It is simply... Uh, sharing time with someone that uh, you have enjoyed up to that moment uh, in interacting with. Yeah. And uh, from that point forward, since you've already had fun uh, just engaging with each other, now just move forward and let things happen uh, as they're meant to. Be yourself uh, with uh, online dating. One of the daunting things that I always found was the uh, filling out uh, the profiles. Uh, it is, you know, you putting pen to paper and telling the world who you are. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're selling yourself. Uh, you're giving the, the world your el elevator pitch. Uh, and it's published. Yeah, I said that to you our first conversation. You're like, I fucking hate that question. I, I do. <laughs> uh, you know, because, it, like, people are more nuanced uh, than a 10-second conversation. Uh, yeah. And I cannot fit in the character count. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, like, you can't fit prompt. me in Like, yeah. I contain multitudes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and once once you're comfortable with uh, just putting yourself out there and understanding that this is just you meeting someone uh, for fun, because again, that's what dating is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be a chore. Uh, one of the things that uh, I kind of hate but appreciate uh, at the same time is uh, I think one of the worst pitfalls uh, that guys, as I am speaking from the male perspective, uh, fall into all the time. Uh, that uh, dating is a game, you know, uh, it's a uh, guy is a, a player uh, out on the field. And, uh, you know, people say that they're bad at dating, uh, or so and so is good at dating. Well, if so and so is good at dating, uh, they wouldn't be doing it uh, like <laughs> consistently. <for their> life. <laughs> so I think also, though, thinking of some people that I know you can yourself be good at dating but maybe just making terrible choices and who you decide to date um but like yourself you could be a lovely person just um y'all know who you are and i love you 
<laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. And there's more than one of you that I'm talking to. Uh, but I'm going to hop around on the list, actually, because you had mentioned, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Removing that expectation, that pressure, that overattachment to the outcome of it and just taking things slow, enjoying the process of getting to know each other. Just in that initial stage and, you know, being patient. I remember, you know, you telling me that that was one of your virtues and I'm like, that's great because it's not one of mine. Yeah, patience is definitely a virtue of mine because... Again, it's just the, when you expect uh, things, then you're just bound to be met with disappointment. So when we started talking, uh, yes, I was absolutely engaged uh, and I was uh, so, so thrilled uh, that uh, you wanted mm -hmm. to spend more time with me. Uh, and I didn't know because you can never really be inside someone else's mind, uh, but I knew I enjoyed spending time with you uh, and I wanted to spend more and more time with you. And that was exactly what, uh, as you said before, as I, you know, gently, but uh, firmly took you by the shoulders and said, mm -hmm. yes, I want uh, to see you again. Uh, that is because I know that, uh, or I knew in that moment uh, that this was uh, a, 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 this was a person that uh, I wanted to have in my life. How and uh, t to what degree, I did not know, but uh, I was very interested in finding out. Hmm. I like that. And then being, being selective about who you date, this is one I skipped over, but I feel like it's a good little kind of segue in here. So looking for people who share, share your values, have similar goals and interests, are compatible with you. Like... I mean, what, what did it for you? I mean, I know I can give you my answer because I feel like I'm, I'm being therapist-y, but not like I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm making this about you very much, which isn't super, super fair. Um, but I mean, with you, I, I think also it helped certainly. Uh, this is a thing that I kind of try to do as a rule of thumb now, which is have that have like an initial phone conversation up front at you know at least phone conversation maybe facetime phone is fine i think i even said it to you this way like let's just kind of see how we vibe in that way first um because i found myself in past experiences where i did not do that kind of trying to amp myself up to go meet up with the person like, let me reread our old messages. Like, let me read what we talked about. Um, so the things for me that I was like, yeah, I'll bite. Like, I'll, I'll go, like, see where this goes and share with this person. Um, you were the only person who kind of slid on in there. Like, yeah, I actually read what your profile is about. You made, like, your little clever reference to the podcast in the opening message. Like, yeah. I checked it out. I pay attention. Like, okay. And you, there was content and substance to what you were saying with the initial outreach, which, you know, like from the rip engaging as opposed to like a million conversations about like, so how's your day? How's your week going? Like just the generic, you know, I had literally copy paste messages sometimes 
when I was talking to multiple people at once that were just asking the generic questions. So, so that was, that was my kind of hook initially, which I don't think I've ever actually shared with you. No, you, you have not. Uh, and I actually appreciate that, uh, you recognizing, uh, because yes, uh, I, I did, uh, I do, I do listen, uh, and I did wish to take uh, the time to actually, you know, see what was important based off of your profile, and that was one of those things that I, I know, again, is daunting, but when you put it out there, I had identified uh, in my own uh, profile, and I let you know uh, in that uh, moment, you know, I felt as though who I was, uh, as uh, I am someone that uh, is easy to talk to and is uh, interesting and i think uh in the uh the destigmatization uh, of dating itself uh, that i had gone through at the beginning was yeah I, i'm sure i copy and pasted uh, in prior conversations just because i was doing it so much and you mm -hmm. know i was getting uh, some app fatigue at one point in time app or burnout is real but yeah, as far as actually engaging uh, with you is very organic because, well, I think we had that inherent chemistry, but at the same time, you were just one of the, uh, at the moment, uh, one of those many fishes in the sea. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was, you know, again, just simply, I didn't know who you were. I, I think I wanted to know who you were. And uh, it was just a simple conversation, nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then next one, focusing on building that connection um, versus those surface level qualities. I remember having a conversation with a friend too before and she was like, oh, he's, he looks very preppy, but he's, which is not my usual type, but he's super handsome though. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, we'll say like, but he is engaging to talk to so far. And I, I have said this to you before, like you look way more like basic and vanilla than like what you actually are beneath the surface. Like we could both kind of pass, I think, in those circles, but like we are not that. So it's that dichotomy of appearing one thing and being another. And this is why we need to play alter egos soon. Alter egos is where you just make up a character and go somewhere that you're never going to go again as that character. And... It needs to happen. Yeah. I was just telling the, the audience out in the void. <laughs> well, and, and again, that's uh, to the point. Uh, people are so much more uh, than you can ever, uh, like, get off of uh, the first read. You know, can't uh, judge a book by its cover. Uh, sure, yes, they're for me and uh, everyone, there uh, has to be some initial attraction, whether it is uh, that uh, physical, uh, if it is that uh, cerebral, whatever it is, uh, there is uh, that uh, connection. Uh, yes, I thank you for recognizing I am not a basic bitch. <laughs> there is more <laughs> You're to not, me You would that. not be here. We would not be here if you were a basic bitch. I would have been bored and like, you, you, you would not have seen me again. <laughs> But that's, again, uh, just uh, you have to 
get past that first uh, conversation, but it is not having to get past that first conversation. It is just talking to someone yeah, uh, and allowing them uh, to know you uh, because everyone is unique and interesting in their own way. And as long as you're comfortable with yourself and you can express yourself uh, to whoever, then dating becomes easy. Yeah. I mean, that first conversation too, doing it via phone was I think good and we what was we were like a couple hours on the phone too like we were and that first night yeah I fundamentally found that to be a uh, very important uh, something that I actually have neglected uh, over my dating experience because I think I've slid into the far end of the spectrum where I've become very comfortable just talking to whoever wherever uh, whenever mm -hmm. you know and uh, the uh, the dating apps are a, a tool uh it's something that it's a place where you meet uh, like-minded individuals and uh, you have these uh, conversations with them and that was one of the things i was able to instill in my own mindset uh, that it was easy so meeting up with someone you know in person but for actually having that verbal conversation i think is easier for me uh, i recognize as you know for you uh, that was a very important first step uh and Sure. Whatever works best, uh, whatever uh, process uh, that you have uh, to become comfortable with someone. Yeah. Just... I mean, it just like, honestly, not that I'm necessarily uncomfortable with it. I have enough trust in my spidey sense that I'm not going to meet up with anybody where I have any feeling or fear that the evening is somehow going to end with me dismembered in a dumpster somewhere. But as far as feeling out that initial vibe, feeling out like, can we have that banter going? Made me more excited to actually meet up, not where I had to go reread messages like I mentioned before and just be like, okay, another fucking like hinge date, let's see. Like, okay, what, what did I even talk to this one about? Like. Okay, I guess he's kind of funny here. I guess he's kind of interesting here. I guess this could be a decent night, which like I did with a lot of prior <laughs> dating experiences. Yeah, and uh, again, I, uh, I recognize that that phone conversation, uh, I mean, it got me to that uh, in-person uh, date, so uh, you know I'm very. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it I'm very satisfied that it worked <laughs> out that way. Uh, but yeah, it is it is important, and I guess the uh, the evolution of uh, the uh, the text uh, to uh, voice conversation to in-person is something because uh, I I mean you were funny in uh, in your texts, uh, but uh, when you hear that voice at the other end of the mm -hmm. phone, and uh, you can hear their sarcasm. Uh, for <laughs> yeah, because you is. can't read tone over text. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those jokes become funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm very expressive, I think. Like, you know, voice inflections and like facial expressions. You know, I talk about this like, we're both fucking cartoons. Like, we're both very expressive people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Practicing self-care is the next one. So all of my notes on here are what that looked like for me. So practicing self-care. And this is very, you know, to be clear, obviously, like, I am not heteronormative. I'm pansexual, but we are, you know, speaking 
to this from the perspective of a heteronormative relationship. And I'm kind of with my examples of my self-care as a woman on a dating app, which is a very different experience, I think, than being a man on a dating app. You know, like where, and some guys are hip to, you know, the safety call with friends too. Like, oh, okay, that's that's your friend checking in. Like, cool, don't worry, I'm not going to murder you. Yeah, and uh, and again, as you were kind of making fun of me uh, for the uh, offering the suggestion that uh, we uh, go through <laughs> yes. the uh, the multi tier uh, first date uh, meeting at the coffee shop. Yeah, uh, uh, well, that that was what I meant to say before, like not skipping steps. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, yeah, like not skipping steps, like that. So that phone call was like a step from, you know, like okay, this is somebody I find attractive on the app, to. Um, okay, we're, like, the texting game is strong, like, the texts are making me smile, like, all right, I'm down, I can, I can meet up. Or, like, eh, it's fine, like, I could get a drink, and if they're cute in person, like, maybe we'll hook up at the end of the night, like, even if it's, like, more lackluster. Right, uh, and more, like, simply to your point, uh, my process and what I am comfortable with uh, is different uh, than yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having learned uh, through uh, my prior experiences, you know, I offered something that uh, you found funny and you're still to this day making fun of me for. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was uh, a process that I had learned uh, from others and offered that uh, because I knew uh, that my uh, comfort level uh, was different. Uh, again, speaking from my male perspective, uh, because I am less uh, fearful and maybe I should have practiced uh, occasionally, uh, you know, more concern. Yeah, you I know. have a shank on my keychain, so. I, I know, like, it's, but like early on. <laughs> and then that was one of those things that, uh, again, the procedure of offering that, making it comfortable, because yeah. like this is not anything that's supposed to be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I offered that. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. I just like to publish, you know, this. And then practicing self-care, the other little notes that I jotted down for myself, um, that I say to other women too, giving yourself permission to disengage from conversations that are unengaging for you because it's, it's just an app. Um, and or because I've done this to pointing it out to see if they improve. So my note here is weatherman. I don't know if I've shared this story with you. No. So <laughs> there, there was a guy that I was messaging back and forth with for a little bit, I think, on Bumble. Um, and literally for a week in, I think, November, because a little before my birthday, literally a week this man spent bitching about the cold. And I, I'd be like, so what are you doing this weekend? Nothing, too cold. And finally, I'm just like, ugh. And I had my app burn out and I put the phone down um, that's, that was another piece of self-care where if I just felt that like just mental exhaustion start to creep in, I was like, nope, done with this for the night. We're doing something else. No more screen time. No more app time. I'm not looking at this shit again until I am in the mood to and or bored enough to whatever comes first. Um, but the weatherman <laughs> dude was like always, always like, oh, it's too cold for like a week. So finally, I replied to one of those with, all right, dude, so you are cute and local, and we are about to get into the shitty weather months. 
So if we could talk about literally anything else, that would be dope. And, you know, we kind of did have a conversation after that, but um, never, never ended up actually meeting up with this person. Um, then also setting subtle boundaries early on and eliminating people. That sounds so dark the way I wrote that. Eliminating people who responded poorly, like, yes, I've, I've eliminated them. I have a a body count in the basement, my non-existent basement. Um, But no, so the one example that I have was, you know, maybe seemingly on paper, like a very silly thing. Um, But I remember during my undergrad, the therapist I was seeing at the time had mentioned this concept to me that was something she was toying with. And I've kind of had it in the back of my mind really ever since she said it, that idea of faux intimacy. And we have it just so much in just we where we are at, like as a society with technology, with social media, um, where we will feel like we know someone more intimately than we do, or I will, because you're, you're a social media skeptic, I know. <laughs> um, but, but for those of us on social media, it's like, you know, you see these curated glimpses that people give you into their lives and will feel like, like oh, yeah, I know them. Like, they're, they feel familiar, but it's like, I, I don't really know them. I just know this filtered image that I see when I scroll through my apps and being mindful of that, and then having that happen where um, I don't know if this has happened with any women that you've met off the apps, but where people are being overly familiar with me, like way too quickly. And there was one guy who was doing that and just being like, not, not making like sexual comments, but just constantly like talking about my appearance and like and like calling me pet names and I'm like could you not like like we haven't met yet this is kind of like not comfortable for me and he just kind of got shitty about it he's like all right well I'll just call you dude then ha 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 and then three hours later I get a oh you're so fucking pretty I'm like all right block yeah (laughs) I, technology is a is a wonderful tool, and uh, I am a social media skeptic. I am someone that uh, does not put myself out on the internet uh, readily or really ever. Just to look at my shit. <laughs> exactly, because uh, this that's something that is important to you. It is a, a way that uh, you communicate with the rest of the world, and uh, it is something that is uh, important to me uh, because it is a significant part of your life. But, uh, I mean, as far as the app. Uh, You had said something earlier, uh, and I think just today's modern day uh, communication. Uh, We have this uh, app uh, that sends a message just like a text message. You get a notification and uh, someone just, you know, responded to your message. And like me, I'll respond to the message and then walk away uh, for the evening. I'm going out to my friend's uh, places. I'm living my life. Uh, I don't expect you to respond to me uh, a moment later just because you got it. It's a microwave-type culture and society that we have. Yes. 
Uh, I'm very glad you said that. And that is another reason probably why you're sitting here because, oh my God, the amount of people that, I mean, you see this on, for those of you who are not social media skeptics, like Steve here, um, you see kind of like by Felipe and things like that, like the awful cringy messages that people send on dating apps where they go from complimenting to like, you're a fat fucking bitch in 0.5 seconds because somebody like has a life to live and took longer than an hour to respond, which is just absurd. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and, th and that's one of those things that, uh, as you're talking about uh, being selective uh, in like the dating apps, uh, that's one of those things I could see in my uh, messages responses. Uh, I was someone that uh, was living my life, doing my own thing and using this as a tool to meet someone. Uh, and when I was seeing uh, the uh, anxiety that uh, was being exhibited by the individuals, because I did have a conversation back and forth. And yes, uh, maybe I had uh, like two hours to respond and I was able to respond two or three times. But then something came up and, you know, they just feel insecure uh, and they have, you know, lost the connection or I'm ignoring them. They said something that was you know, wrong. No, I just was busy. Yeah. I, I was doing something. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, like, I guess you had had enough of those, too, by the time we started talking. Because I remember getting an apology message and, like, oh, like, really? Yeah, like, that's fine. I didn't notice. Like, I just I just saw this, too. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or the whole, like, like, I, like, when you said you hadn't looked and you're like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't unmatch. I'm like, I don't know when the fuck I matched. I was just swiping on my couch while I was mindlessly watching TV that I wasn't yeah. apparently super interested in. Yeah, that made me feel real special that day. <laughs> oh, stop it. But I didn't unmatch, so you're here. Well, and... Uh, so feel special. Yes, but... Because no, apparently I'm a picky bitch. <laughs> But uh, to that point, I thought it was actually really <laughs> funny uh, because it was during a, a time of uh, almost simultaneous uh, app fatigue. Uh, as you said, it was during the holiday season uh, mm -hmm. and uh, I had uh, decided to refocus uh, my life. Uh, I had not been uh, super close uh, with uh, my family in prior holiday seasons uh, in this time. I had absolutely had some uh, pretty pathetic uh, dating experiences uh, uh, and I just needed a break. I was going to focus on what was important to me and at some point in time uh, you had swiped right on me and I hadn't looked at my phone in a month uh, for the dating world and when I saw that and read your profile uh, mm -hmm. and finally got around to responding looking at the uh, the the timestamp on it seeing <laughs> it was a month later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't even notice. Okay, so next, I think this is another one that um, you're I think we're both really good at this one, being honest with yourself, with the people you date. So having both intrapersonal intelligence, that self-awareness and interpersonal intelligence of how you engage with other people, being upfront about what you want and what you don't. Also, um, not playing down your feelings or sweeping them under the rug to keep the peace and avoid conflict. Um being upfront about your intentions and conveying who you are and what you're about. Um, the frustrating thing for me in the past with this uh, was like, I 
just really, and I threw this out at you pretty early on too. And you were like, that with your answer, like right in the chamber, it was so easy for you. But I had somebody that I was seeing for a couple of months where I had said, you know, very clearly to this person, um, I can see this going one of two ways, which is either we are going to end up dating. You know, I like you. The physical aspect is good. And this could potentially potentially like be something or, you know, this could be just a friends with benefits situation where as long as we both know it's casual, there's nothing serious. I know where I stand in that way will be friends after the fact. Um, two of my closest guy friends who I count among my best friends in this world to this day. Um, one of whom I've known, I think, for like 13 years. Um, and then another one I've known for four years now, I think, maybe five on five I'm not sure I think four -ish. but anyway we we started out that way but it was very on the table up front like it was a friends with benefit situation and once things in life shifted where the benefits piece was no longer appropriate for where we were at respective places in our lives at that point the friendship part did not change. It was really a seamless transition. I am a kick-ass friends with benefits. Unfortunately, this person had this like trademark nice guy mentality about himself of he wasn't a person who did that. But he also absolutely wanted that because he had no emotional intelligence or ability to actually engage in a kind of meaningful relationship with somebody. So it just turned into such a mess that could have been avoided if he had a fucking ounce of self-awareness about it. And it just was so unnecessary. And it came to a head with me kind of just asking, well, do you want to know if I date with some, if I date somebody else, if I go out with somebody else, do you want me to tell you about it? And it was like the hemming and the hawing. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about it. I'm like, I'm not asking you to predict the future and how you feel about it. I just, I would feel dishonest not disclosing that. So I want to know like what you would want to know, how much you'd want to know and couldn't get a straight answer. And I just threw it out to you, I think as a hypothetical and you were, you, you just gave me your answer. Like I, I would absolutely want to know. And I would rather that that didn't happen. And it's just us dating. Yeah. I, I did not feel as though that was a, a hypothetical uh, at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and because again, uh, we hadn't uh, truly 
discussed uh, that as uh, the, the the situation. Uh, yeah, in, in we were moment. like officially official a couple weeks later. We were yes, uh, at that point we were still in a situationship. <laughs> situationship, <laughs> as you called it. But yes, uh, as uh, you had uh, asked me that uh, <laughs> sitting in my car uh, that one day, it was a, a question of value and importance uh, that I recognized because I was engaging with the person that I was very interested in uh, and I am someone that uh, has never uh, been interested in having friends with benefits after the first two catastrophic failures uh, <laughs> with that uh, whatever the the reality was uh, for for the the failure uh, I know the baseline uh, was that uh, we couldn't communicate and maybe that's uh, in part uh, a problem for many people, but that that wasn't something that I, I really wanted ever. Uh, and I learned that about myself. Uh, and when you had asked, how would you feel about it? You know, I, I, I knew that I could not be a friend with benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that that was a path that I could not go down. Uh, and I just wanted to be very clear about that. And if you wanted uh, to, have that uh, be your uh, reality for our relationship dynamic. Uh, I, for myself, needed you to know that. Mm. And I was genuinely shocked uh, with your re reaction that, you know, someone would uh, him, like him and haw uh, about that because I know how much pain that had caused, mm -hmm. you know, for not being honest in the past. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, hem and haw, and then act like I'm your wife of a decade who just had a crazy affair when I went to dinner with someone else. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, like, it, dude did not know what the fuck he wanted. And and that was probably probably the problem. And uh, we'll say probably had no idea what, it, what he had in front of him. Aw. Aw. <laughs> but, I mean, I upgraded hard, so... Everybody wins but him. <laughs> so that's that on that. <laughs> Learning from past experiences. <laughs> when you mess up, taking the time to reflect on what's happened and what lessons it can teach you, identifying patterns or behaviors that may have contributed to failure of your past relationships and working to change them. I This was the other song lyric that I referenced I had made a note for was also Ani DeFranco let's toast to the lists that we hold in our fists to the things that we promise to do differently next time talk to me about what that looks like for you well I mean one of the first conversations we had uh, was one where you really made me uh, dive uh, into that uh, I mean our first conversation that phone conversation uh you asked me right off the bat and i felt broke from the uh, traditional uh dating rules uh you asked me about my uh <laughs> my ex-fiance uh and uh, the, the oh right but yeah if you could ask me one question yeah uh, and you're like oh wow you went there I'm like yeah i fucking did i don't do shallow shit yeah, and uh, that was something that uh, I, I mean, I was actually very happy that you had asked me in that moment because as you said, you kind of, uh, you know, just cut to it, uh, straightforward. That is uh, someone uh, that uh, in that moment uh, I knew uh, would be uh, an 
a worthwhile uh, conversationalist uh, <laughs> for sure <laughs> and it, it would get interesting but uh you made me uh like in the moment really uh, dive into my past uh which was something that I have you know really taken time to process and uh work through and uh, I appreciated it mm. after the fact uh and I realized that oh, you rolled with it really well in the moment too yeah, because that's part of who I was. It was a big part of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. and it was a very valid And that's question. why I ask. I've said this before. Um, I don't subscribe to that trope about, like, don't talk about your exes. Like, and I'm not here to, other than, like, that little bit that I just did um, before, because that was just, like, honestly, frankly, an annoying situation that, could have easily been avoided but I'm not here to like shit talk exes mine or yours I do want to know about them because this is a significant experience that has shaped this person that's in front of me like why do we make that taboo like if we are really seeking to understand each other and who we are and what we're about and where we came from I, and, and again, like, I, yes, uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, it was definitely one of those rules uh, that uh, is in online dating, uh, you know, uh, articles uh, and everything. Don't uh, talk about that uh, on the first date. Uh, but again, I'm glad that you did because that was seven-ish years uh, of my life uh, and those mm. experiences uh, that I had uh, and the reason that uh, the relationship did not uh, work out uh, w was something uh, that uh, I had to learn uh, about, you know, after that fact uh, and because I had the desire to share myself uh, with uh, this person that I was now engaging with. I mean, I'm you have to be accepting of yourself uh, as you know your past is part of your story uh, and it's nothing to be ashamed of it is something that is part of who you are and in that moment you know whatever the answer is for anyone you know if you're talking to someone that is not going to accept who you are and your story uh, then that's a great time to just cut it off and shut it down mm -hmm. because if that person can't accept such a significant part of your life uh for whatever it is uh, and if you're not ready to share that then that also says something mm -hmm. and as i said before you know i, I took time uh, to take off from dating uh to like work on myself and identify who i am you know that is part of who i was mm -hmm. and i learned the some of the many reasons uh that uh, uh the relationship failed and why my prior relationships had failed uh and yes uh i had made lots of mistakes i was part of the story the whole time uh and i had to learn mm -hmm. from those mm -hmm. and i think so what do you do differently because of that in relationships today i more than in history's past try to communicate exactly that who i am where i've come from what my uh, story is uh, as a whole mm -hmm. because again it is important to me uh, and it should be important uh, for everyone to recognize that uh, you are you 
uh, and dating uh, is uh, the process of looking for someone that you are looking to share your life with. Uh, and uh, you have to find, or you hopefully can find uh, someone that is accepting of who you are, your flaws and all, your story and all, uh, and uh, knows and learns uh, that your history's traumas, uh, your history's experiences are part of uh, who you are today. Mm -hmm. And I will constantly learn the lesson again and again and again that so your experiences, your uh, history is uh, part of who you are. And sometimes my interactions with my past relationships, you know, are not uh, the way that I can interact with you. You have mm -hmm. to hear the story uh, and you have to know who the person is. So mm -hmm. just communicating that, uh, talking and accepting. Mm -hmm. They are a human just like you. Yeah. And... That is, I feel like hard for me to receive a little bit. Like I, I don't think I've fully had that from anybody else where somebody's like trying to accept me entirely like that. So, I mean, thank you. I'm going to just be weird about it for a while. <laughs> just full disclosure. Um, because it's, it's new. And this is, I think, can't remember actually if I said this to you or if I said this to um, one of my friends like about you. Um, I think I did say it to my therapist about you too, like feeling emotionally safe in that way. Kind of like the dark side of that is I'm getting bitch slapped by past trauma stuff that is still, I guess, lingering back there of, you know, apologizing for my emotions because they were too much for somebody in the past, for example. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that, as I was just saying, it, it is a new person that has their own story that, uh, I am with now. Uh, and all of my experiences uh, from history, like those are lessons that I've learned that make me who I am and who you are with your stories. I have to uh, either accept or uh, as we're talking about uh, red flags, uh, non-starters, uh, if uh, you have this, this history's uh, experiences and uh, you're telling me a story and you are presenting in the exact same way uh, and I can see that you have no desire to better yourself you know or change uh, those patterns and behaviors uh, that you've had and mm -hmm. uh, how you interact with someone else uh, then like that stagnant person is not someone that I personally want to be with. Uh, I want to be yeah. with as someone who is dynamic and evolving and wants to work on themselves. Uh, yeah. And as you sh just shared that, uh, you shared in other ways that, uh, you know, you are um, a person, you are working on yourself. That was one of the things that uh, you had put on your profile. Oh, yeah, it, that was that was my non-negotiable that I put in a prompt, like, yeah, you are, you are working on yourself uh, and uh, you are not like my project. Uh, no one is uh, my project person. Uh, you know, I, yeah. am, I am my own project. Yeah, because I think I have something about... There was some prompt about 
basically it was talking about non-negotiables, but I, it words it some other way on Hinge. But I, I said something like, be somebody who is actively working on themselves was one of the things that I was looking for. Like, be somebody that is self-aware, be somebody that can communicate effectively, that can course correct. Like, I know that was one of my answers and probably what you responded to that was like, or one of the things that you responded to that were like, oh yeah, I want to know you. Yes, because again, people people are dynamic. Uh, or those that uh, interest me are, you know, if you are stuck and stubborn and set in your ways, uh, the world is this way, I am this way, uh, nothing will ever uh, change. Uh, and uh, not to identify uh, the specific relationship, but uh, there was uh, one individual that I was with uh, that I uh, would not engage in the uh, conversation of uh, therapy and, uh, you know, talking to a counselor. Mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, someone that did have an experience and one of my prompts uh, was uh, the uh, ability to adapt and try something again because uh, one experience uh, you know in the world of positive healthy experiences you know those are things that maybe you just had uh, uh, someone in your life at that moment uh, that did not connect and relate uh, to you you know mm -hmm. this was someone that had trauma, shared it, she was aware of it, uh, and would not talk to a therapist. It never helped in the past, mm -hmm. and it never would. Mm -hmm. That was the statement that scared me. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was the mindset that I, I knew I, I could not be with. Mm -hmm. And as you asked about like the red flag, that is that was my red flag. Yeah. Uh, that was the biggest red flag for me personally, yeah. that inability uh, to have the desire to grow and develop as a person. Yeah, the like, don't you want to feel better? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, you said this sucks, but you don't like you can change it. It's like, here, here are all these ways, like, but you want to keep doing the thing that sucks because it's familiar. Right. And it sure as hell isn't uh, easier in, at, at the end. It does not bring you more no. happiness. No, I'm like, I, and those, by the way, like, people can be in therapy and do that. Like, that is hella frustrating if you were that client. Like, like, let me do my fucking job. <laughs> like, just just let me do, like, what I am here to do for you. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was a little bit of a tangent. But anyway, <laughs> did we... I think we covered that point accurately, right? Yeah. So active listening, um, which... I think it's funny because we will both take multiple connecting flights to get to the point and go off on all of the tangents. But I think we are actually both pretty good at active listening and hearing each other and fully engaging and asking clarifying questions and showing interest in what each other has to say um, to connect on that deep level, to 
really like understand each other. Like, I mean, I do feel like, like you get me. Like what, I forget what it even was. There was something the other day where I was like, oh, you know me. Do you remember what, what that was? Like you. I, I, I don't uh, off the top of my head. I mean. You said or like did something. And I'm like, aw, yeah, you, you know me. You know what I like. I'll, I'll take the win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I remembered what it was. It was not that long ago. And I am not old enough to have this kind of memory loss happening. Yeah. Um, but but uh, to your point, uh, sure, uh, we are both long-winded, uh, wordy, and uh, <laughs> do take uh, those... Uh, gregarious. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, when... I, one of, I think, uh, those active listening skills is uh, to understand uh, what uh, someone means uh, to say. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, there might be a, a story uh, that is uh, told and, you know, you, you know where it started. Uh, and through the middle of it, uh, you know, is it, it could be interesting uh, for like whatever it is and funny or whatever, but uh, it's... Why was the person telling me the story? Because uh, when you hear the meaning uh, originally uh, and you listen through that, you actually get a lot more information uh, out of the person mm-hmm. because you are listening to their mind play out in the process. Uh, and uh, some of those things yeah. you pick up on later on uh, and uh, you, you actually know why you went through those, uh, you know, uh, connecting flights uh, mm-hmm. to get uh, to that story. Because later on, uh, you'll hear something, another story, if you're listening, uh, to know why that path of travel uh, took place in the first place. Yeah. In the prior story. Because everything is interconnected. Yeah. Yes. It may not uh, feel that way initially, <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I think also, too, like some of it is just, right, like we're compatible in that way. So that is where we can kind of, for the most part, with like a couple exceptions, but like be patient with each other of kind of finding that thread again mm-hmm. and just being there for the ride. You know, with the exception of, like, if I'm asking you, like, a yes or no question, like, a couple times, like, this week, and I'm just like, okay, but, but yes or no, because you're giving me, like, a whole running monologue, and I still don't know what I should do in this scenario. <laughs> but other than that, like, I'm, it's cool, I can roll with it, because I do the same thing, and I want somebody to roll with me in that way. Right, and, uh... <laughs> I, I hear you, uh, and I will work on that. I, it literally, like, has not happened before this week. So, you know, like, maybe it's extenuating circumstances or something. Yeah. But we are traveling. It's Too much Traveling sun. is stressful. <laughs> Too much fucking sun. Oh, my God, I'm still raw. And I never, like, I never burn like this. That, that has nothing to do with any of this. Um, but I probably can't be bothered to edit this part out, so... Yeah. Being open to new experiences, not being afraid to try new things and step outside of your comfort zone. Um, I don't know. I don't know if or how this has shown up for us because I feel I feel like I just kind of am this way. Well, and I think maybe you are, too. 
I, yeah, I am very much this way, but uh, I mean, one of the things that uh, I don't know uh, how often it's happened, but uh, you know how much uh, and how important uh, food is uh, to me and the culinary world. Uh, mm -hmm. And there have been times uh, where we have tried uh, things like, uh, I mean, had like escargot the other night. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was good like, exactly like butter whatever is on the husband. yeah Great. right it's just uh it was something that uh i mean so, uh, i've had uh, <laughs> the experience uh with others you mm -hmm. know snails i don't want to eat fucking snails that's disgusting <laughs> you know without even trying it uh, yeah and uh that is uh what as i was saying before like with my with my tag i and with everything you know the uh, life's experiences life can mm -hmm. be wonderful can be fabulous can be great and uh, you know if it's a healthy uh type of experience that we're talking about yeah uh, you know it is not going to be harmful to you uh sometimes you just didn't experience it in a way that was uh you know appropriate uh, for you mm -hmm. you know and it's it's as simple as that so, yeah, the world is a, a big, wonderful, beautiful place uh, if you let it be, you know, mm -hmm. and give it the opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, this is for you a new experience. Now I'm taking your podcast guest, Sherry, right? I'm your first. Yes. Yes. You are my first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> um. <laughs> Setting boundaries is, I think, the final item on this list, actually. And I put some notes that I've spoken on already underneath this. Uh, this, I really, really honestly, like, looked very hard for who said this quote. And all I could find was Hamilton lyrics. And this is not where she got it from. But this is something that um, my yoga mom, my soul mom, Dana, has said often in her Dharma talks, this quote, don't tell me what you're against, tell me what you're for, um, that I have kind of co-opted from her in a lot of ways. And I, I did it a lot in um, group work when I worked in residential particularly. And, you know, my clients were coming in complaining about some... And, they were not in the wrong either. A lot of these places are not ideal in how they're run, but some, some like policy that was kind of unfair and bullshit. Like they got written up for wearing a hat in the building because they just like forgot to take it off when they walked in. Like who gives a shit? Like we have bigger fish to fry if they're in a co-occurring rehab. So, so things like that. And it's like, yeah. So don't tell me what you're against. Tell me what you're for. And what I added on to that in those instances was I don't mean that you can't come in here and vent about the things that are frustrating you and vent about the things that are bothering you. Like, do that. But then figure out why that thing is pushing your buttons in this way. What core value of yours is it brushing up against? So being very, very mindful of who you are, what you're about, what you stand for because this informs your decisions with how you're showing up in these dating interactions that you are being purposeful you are being considerate and thoughtful of that other person yeah and one of the things that you just said is i think kind of uh, one of the cornerstones to uh this you know 
active listening. Uh, if you're expressing frustration, you know, you can be venting. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I have found very important is the understanding uh, of when you are venting about something in my general proximity, mm-hmm. you know, that is uh, me listening to the actual wor- meaning of the words that are coming out of your mouth, uh, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, it's sometimes and with others in my past uh, relationships, uh, that venting, I-, I have felt attacked by, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it has been coming in my general direction, but it is the... Uh, uh, person that I am with uh, taking the opportunity to express themselves in a safe environment or an environment they believe to be safe. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have to know uh, that that is all that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that also goes back to the learning from past relationships because I've been the person who was accused of that in past relationships where it was like, please don't yell at me. Please don't yell at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling near you. Like, I'm, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at the situation. And, you know, like, that was in my head. Like, that was one of the things where I said, you know, like, trauma cropped up. And, you know, we had, it was the day that we went to the immersive Monet. And I was so cranky that day. And I'm driving to you. And I'm like, this is it. And I'm going to get accused of fucking up the whole day and it's going to be a miserable time and I'm going to be like this unreasonable cranky monster who ruined everything and you planned this like nice day for me and I'm just this ungrateful bitch who doesn't appreciate it and I remember like rolling up and like being so hyper aware of that and apologizing to you left and right and you rolled with it and you were you were fine you were kind you were supportive and we had a fucking great time and yeah uh, because i was prepared based off of uh, our prior conversations uh about you disclosing uh your relationships it's again like the communication about who you are uh, and what makes you tick and Mm -hmm. that identification uh, I am so grateful that uh, you are so keenly aware of Uh, of course uh, I am not and I will say I am not always uh, the best uh, practicer of uh, you know my understandings of myself Uh, and uh, you know when you interpret uh, my actions uh, you know for their uh, true intention uh, that is uh, something that I greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is something that, uh, again, you know, I, I've learned based off of my prior relationships and I've taken it uh, into this one with the new information that you've given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other, the other boundary, I put this in here um, because for the longest time, like this was a thing where I guess like dude over the summer who didn't know himself and was not self-aware in this way or like wanted to perceive himself a certain way of like, oh, I'm a nice guy. I don't do the friends with benefits thing. But like really I'm not emotionally ready for a relationship and friends with benefits arrangement might be a good option for me if I could just own that that's what I want. 
Um, so for me, the note that I have here is physical attraction matters because there was a very long time where it's just like I did not want to think of myself as this shallow person where it was like, okay, well, I can get to know the person even if I'm not super into them right from the gate. Like I can grow to be more attracted to somebody or less attracted to somebody like the, the reverse is possible too, like based on their personality. But just coming to that realization for myself, like as I've gotten older, that it, yeah, it absolutely does matter because when you are in a more established relationship with somebody and rubber hits the road and you are having that communication breakdown and the bickering happens, even if I am initially, like if I have initially been super attracted to that person, like they are less attractive to me in that moment. So if I didn't start out with that initial attraction, I can eventually get to the point of like, I'm repulsed by them <laughs> and I don't want to be in that position again. So yeah, it matters that like, that I want to see what you look like naked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see you getting changed and, and eating cheese. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make fun I, of you. Yes, do not give the rest of the world any more context. That's beautifully weird. <laughs> no, but the context is so much fun. So, everybody who knows Steve, when you see him eating cheese, pretend it's the sexiest thing because he was being cute and... and was like, yeah, like, you're really gorgeous. I don't know if I tell you this enough. I know I tell you this all the time. But I'm like, yeah, I think you're super handsome too. And sometimes I check you out while you're getting changed. And he thought I said, you check me out while I'm eating cheese? What? <laughs> so now, yeah, you will never, ever be able to eat your cheese in peace again. And we do a lot of wine and cheese, y'all. <laughs> Send help to this poor man because I'm a relentless bitch. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> all right so I have your little talking points when we were prepping about kind of your your prep process um with your your research do you want to talk about that yeah um as I, as I learned uh or as I see the internet dating world uh, there are so many apps uh, that are out there there are so many different uh types and styles uh, that are offered uh, as we were talking about uh, you know hinge and bumble and tinder and ashley madison whatever uh, the uh, the app that you choose is it's designed in a certain way and i i signed up for a bunch of them uh, because they all are designed uh, for a specific type of personality uh, in its reality and i don't think everyone really appreciates that uh, to how impactful that is mm -hmm. uh, and I mean as we were talking uh, I found uh, that Bumble you know is one that uh, I, I signed up for because it was uh, one that uh, it was I felt to be empowering uh, for women uh, they uh, can uh, engage uh, first they have control of the situation uh, and it would provide me with a, a demographic group uh, that was uh, women that uh, are confident enough uh, and uh, are 
uh, able to communicate, you mm-hmm. know, uh, whereas Tinder, uh, that was something, and I don't mean to really bash on Tinder, but uh, that has the stigma of being a hookup app. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the same substance, uh, and you can uh, see that uh, in the others, like Hinge and OkCupid, uh, whatever it is, where mm-hmm. you have to uh, write a biography, you know, an, an mm-hmm. autobiography uh, for who you are uh, yeah. in, in some of them. And you have to find what works best for you and what you're actually looking for uh, in the at this point in your life, you know, and how you can really communicate because they are designed for different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they absolutely are. Uh, and you just got to find what works best for you. Uh, I tried a bunch of them, and I guess, uh, you know, Hinge works uh, best for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, I'm taking my notes away. Oh, sorry. Um, but, yeah, as I was saying before, uh, the, uh, the apps are also uh, something that, uh, depending on the uh, communication uh, style that you have, uh, you should not allow them to be a uh, uh, instant uh, means of uh, instant communication mm-hmm. because uh, there are so many people out there. And unfortunately, you know, the reality is you're probably talking to someone that's talking to, you know, at least one other person, maybe multiple uh, persons. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because you don't have uh, their attention, like, or sorry, because they don't have your attention at all times. You know, you should know that you don't have theirs. Yeah. You know, and that is something that if you can get into your mind uh, and understand uh, that they just may not be talking to you uh, because they're either busy living their life, you know, or honestly, they might be talking to someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Another app. Another uh, app. (laughs) Yeah, that actually I used and uh, was successful with years ago. Uh, I don't know what it's like anymore. I think it's kind of barren wasteland. I could very well be. I mean, I wasn't on there. I met one of my best friends on there. I realized I was there. <laughs> yeah, I met one of my best friends of like like this is like fifteen years ago. But yeah, it's supposed it's dating's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful because at the end of the day, you're looking for someone to connect with. Yeah, and also like it's not that serious. It's just an app. Yeah. Like, like just connecting. Like, if that's too much work, just before I've even fucking met you, like, holy shit, what is dating you going to look like? Yeah, and I don't think I want to know. Nope. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. So I'm realizing looking at kind of our time and these notes here that we like way over prepared for this episode. Um, but so how, how do you feel now that we've popped your cherry? Was I gentle? How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I feel good. It was good for you? It was. You think you'd be down for a round two? I think uh, practice makes perfect and uh, I'd be very excited uh, to revisit <laughs> this. Yes. Okay. So we're going to do a part two, which I think is going to be good to revisit later, talking about how we continue 
to maintain that mindfulness, how we continue to date intentionally as a more established couple. Uh, we're going to talk about love languages, which you know I have kind of mixed feelings about, um, and also attachment styles, which I have less mixed feelings about, and then conflict resolution, which I am now really glad I did not bring up when we were addressing the point of what we learned in past relationships, because now we have more content. So yay. Um, because, you know, I'm not great with getting my shit together on this sometimes. Uh, so yeah, anything that, that you would like to add? If we're going to be talking about uh, conflict resolution, the next time we fight, just remember, I'm giving you more material for the next episode. Oh, it's, it's preparation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway. It's not all she wrote, but you don't want to listen to this for another hour of the connecting flight. So that's all you get for now. Stay tuned for part two. Bye. That's all I have for today. If you liked what you heard and want more, you can connect and follow me on both Instagram and TikTok at Out Is Through Podcast to stay in the loop about what's next and check out whatever random therapy-themed content I might deem relevant or entertaining enough to share to our little community on any given day. Until then, be you, be true, and live your life to the fullest as your most authentic self. Talk to you soon. <laughs>